You are listening to Fivefold, a faith anthology. I'm your host, Terry Chapman. All right, we're here with Ammon Heilman today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. How you doing today? Oh, I'm living the dream. All right, well, give us a little bit of background on yourself so the audience gets to know you and grow some attachment to you. <laughs> well, that's assuming a lot. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I'm 20 years old, uh, been a member all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going to college, getting some genetics out of the way before I go on my mission. 64 days until my paper's in, so I'm really psyched about that's that. That's exciting. So does that mean you won't be my ministering companion anymore after that? Unfortunately, no. So the best period of your life is right now. Though, oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> so are you, do you have any hopes for where you'll be going on your mission? Any guesses or? Um, I think it'd be really cool to go to like Northern Canada. Cause you know, I live in Missouri and we don't get much snow. So I want to go to a place where they have the most snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a bit of an expectation, but I mean, I'm from that area. So like snow, you'll love it for the first like day. <laughs> <laughs> And afterwards will be bad. So you said you grew up in the church. Uh, I guess it was a little bit of background on like, you know, your testimony. There's a common adage where people say we're being converted every day. Was there a time where you felt like your faith faltered a little bit more? Have you always been kind of devout or did you have to gain that personal testimony of the Book of Mormon yourself or? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. For years I've always thought it was growing up as a member, I kind of had a disadvantage because I feel like uh, converts, they get up this great outpouring of the spirit, this awesome testimony of the Book of Mormon, of Joseph Smith and all this stuff. And so I kind of felt left out for a number of years, but, you know, I guess kind of after a while, I discovered that, yeah, you need to kind of build it yourself, that it is a daily thing. Even if you're a member or a convert, it doesn't really matter. That's really neat. So was there a certain point in your life that you truly felt like you were converted, like a pivotal moment? Um. Not really. Not like really. I feel like kind of what uh, Terry said that it builds every day. So I don't feel like I've reached like this nirvana of <laughs> testimony yet, but just a slow process of learning more, gaining more of testimony. Yeah. Okay. So you grew up in the church, as you said. Um, did you ever witness anyone close to you uh, kind of falter in that? And how did that affect you? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, when I was three years old, my parents divorced. Mm-hmm. So me and my brother, we stayed with mom. Then when I was 12 years old, I found out that my dad actually left the church. Oh. And that was really tough. Of course, this is a guy that tells me uh, bedtime stories about how great his mission was and how much he learned there. But then to find out that he <coughs> took that all for granted and was no longer a member of it was really tough and mm-hmm. kind of got a lot of doubts going in my head. Yeah, but that'd be really hard to kind of wrap your mind around. Um, So with dealing with that, what made you decide to go on a mission? Well, it's kind of weird. Most of it, my dad's actually been really supportive of it. Like he's been understandingly, I know our beliefs are different, but you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so that's been helpful. Uh, Probably the biggest reason of going on a mission is kind of, is my dad, because I don't know, I'm weird. You know, you have people that, see like these role models and want to be as much like them. I see people, it sounds really bad, like my dad, that I don't want to be like. Mm-hmm. And so I want to do everything I can to not be like him. So I want to go on a mission to help one, get serve people, but also to build that testimony and to, I don't know, kind of one up dad. Like, see, I went on a mission, I got a testimony and you did. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, what do you, 
<clears throat> what do you hope to gain out of your mission? We talked to uh, Nathan Bunch, actually, who is going on a mission, and uh, he had, you know, some expectations. So what are yours? I know I don't want to get a lot of expectations because I don't really think that's right for a mission to go on expecting all this to happen. Okay. <laughs> Mostly, I guess, I just want to go on a mission to help serve people to 24-7 of just feeling the spirit, but also to helping people whenever they need it at the drop of a hat. Give them a blessing, help them out, rake their yard or something. <laughs> rake their yard or something. <laughs> so, being a member of the church your whole life, what's something that you've either grown into or that you've always just felt strongly the spirit while doing? I guess kind of service a lot. I know uh, when I was with the priest quorum in my home ward, like, last year like my senior year we did a whole bunch of service like we went to louisiana to help with flood relief there and we did all a bunch of domestic violence shelters mm -hmm. services there i know every time we went there we just felt so happy and a lot of camaraderie with i know the other priests but also with the people that we're serving yeah just really good testament of how good service work is and how much it blesses people okay so you come to a YSA ward, obviously with us. Um, so how does that for you differ from a family ward? Um, I know I've never personally experienced with like my family ward. The YSA has been my standard for what, you know, a ward is. So I guess, could you explain what the difference is for maybe some of the listeners who don't, you know, who yeah. aren't familiar with this religion at all? So I guess with a family ward, there's definitely a greater uh, variety of ages and different people. On a YSA ward, it's all about same age group kind of from like 19 to 30 i think is the range so you get a lot of common personalities a bunch of common rambunctious <laughs> that uh makes life a lot more interesting i guess you could say okay now <clears throat> what would this is an interesting question okay what is your favorite i guess story from the book of mormon and why excluding ammon because you can't choose that because it's default oh dang <laughs> <laughs> um Dang, that's like my go-to. I guess if you really want to, and there's a good reason behind it, no, or else no. we'll, we'll kick you off the podcast. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I guess I'll share two. Okay. Uh, so, of course, Ammon, mm -hmm. because, no, my name's Ammon. <laughs> I know. A lot of people take the story of Ammon and think, oh, he's such a great missionary and did all this good stuff. And I guess that's true, and I hope that means well for me. But uh, most of it is how Ammon before was going around doing a lot of bad stuff with the other sons of Mosiah. Like, he was by no means perfect, mm -hmm. and I think the going around destroying the church kind of haunted him for a, lot, for a lot. But I think it's a great testament that even though he did a lot of evil, a lot of wrong, that he was still able to overcome them, repent, and to uh, go on a mission to help so many people. Okay. And then I guess my second story is probably uh, Moroni, because I admire him a lot, because he sees his entire people getting destroyed and killed off. Mm -hmm. But yet he's still strong in the faith and is still able to, I know, I almost think he does the primary answers of daily scripture study and daily prayer and stuff, which yeah. I know it's really hard for me when I get busy with school, but mm -hmm. yeah, he was saying his people destroyed. So dang. I need to catch <laughs> yeah. That's a lot, lots of, lots to handle at one time. So, um, yeah, it's like my trials don't compare anything to his. Um, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with everyone? Um, yeah, I guess kind of, just reiterate what I said, talked about the story of Ammon, how, yeah, you, we all have trials, we all have sins and stuff that we need to repent of, but those sins don't necessarily hold us back. We can repent from them and that we can be forgiven and Christ can always give us the help that we need. 
All right. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Fivefold. If you enjoyed it, be sure to share it with your friends and family on social media and help spread the word. Thanks.